If you feel that life is just giving you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. Good Friday, good Friday, good Friday, and I am not alone. You sometimes are. <laughs> but you're here. This is, this is, Annette has been off for three Fridays. I was taking a vacation. I needed so badly. Oh, wait a minute. I don't think that was a vacation. You're right. <laughs> but welcome back, Miss Annette. And time enough for me to leave again. I know. I know. But that's okay. We'll work it out, right? Right. Okay. It's just nice to have you back. And we want to say thank you to Grangeville Christian Church for allowing us to have, um, to use their internet. And yeah. the opinion stated on the show it may not necessarily be the opinions that are those of Grangeville Christian Church. So that's just a little caveat that we have to say. I just want to thank everybody that has considered donating to us. And we appreciate all the donations we can get. And I want to give everybody our websites and stuff for our donations so that they can just push a button and donate. Okay. So Facebook has godsgirls7.com. Our website is abadaddygirls.com, and Voice America has abadaddygirls.live. So if anybody wants to donate to us, just go there, and we have our little logo over there for them to go for our donations. That's right. So, because actually, I think our contract, we have to sign another contract. I think it's up in December, yeah. and this is December. Yeah. So um, we, we step on this, we step out on faith every three months, and God does provide. God does provide. Because he uses gracious people out there. Yes, he does. And we appreciate people that help us out. All right. So on November 16th, we began a three-part series of shows. The first show was William, who was a convicted sex offender. The second episode was Joey, a convicted murderer. And today we were supposed to have Richard, a drug trafficker. But due to circumstances beyond everyone's control, Richard could not be with us today. So uh, we hope to have him on the show, on a show next year, and that's probably one of our goals. Maybe after March of next year, we can have Richard on our show. So that's our hope. And today, we have William back with hey. his gracious wife, Teresa, hello, hello. and they're going to talk about what life was like with, for his wife when he did get convicted. Okay. And so we want to just thank him for showing up and helping us with our show. Yeah, at a, at a very short notice. Yeah, at a very, very short notice. Which means that, you know, you didn't have time to get that nervous for that long yeah. a time, right? <laughs> sure. <Yeah>. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Tracy, you might want to tell us how you started out in your childhood a little bit and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, I grew up in Southeast Alaska in a fishing and logging community. Um, I attended the Church of God there as a high schooler. Um, yeah, I don't know how far you want me to. <laughs> how many siblings? Do you have any siblings? I do. I have six siblings. Oh, wow. Mm, I am the fourth. That <laughs> <laughs> count. One, two, three, four. Sibling. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So were you a Christian when you was growing up, or did you just have a normal, simple life? I accepted the Lord into my life at the age of 14. I was on a mission trip with um, the young teenagers in the Church of God, and I went to Mexico, and we got to go, also got to go to a Christian concert Mm. in um, Los Angeles, California. Oh, wow. It was just beautiful seeing what everyone, what they had, and I wanted it too. Mm -hmm. So I sat down with um, our youth pastor and, you know, accept the Lord into my life. So what was the beautiful part about it? About About what what, what drew you to that, to make Um, a, a profession of faith? Just everyone seemed happy. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to explain. Well, it is. Um, <laughs> it is. Okay. Because yeah. content, peaceful. Yeah. Okay. Satisfied. Loving. Loving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was age 14. Mm-hmm. So you went back home and expressed that to your family, and they were okay with that, obviously. Yeah. Well, um, my father is n- not oh. a believer, mm. um, but something that he did do is he, when I decided to um, be baptized. Um, he did attend that, so that Good. was really cool. Is, and your father's still not a believer? Correct. Mm. Yeah, that's hard. That is hard. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is very hard. So you, you attended church then with your mom, um, just by yourself? So as a, before high school, I did attend Catholic church with oh, my okay. mom, um, and sometimes we'd also attend like the Salvation Army. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> my grandparents are... Um, uh, Catholic, and uh, so, yeah, I went through First Communion and all the oh, different okay. things there, but in high school, I decided, no, I'm going to, you know. Branch out on your own? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that just drew you out of and into something else, huh? Was there any conflict of beliefs being, so if you went to First Communion, then you went through a lot of catechisms and, you know, the teachings of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. So was that hard for you to branch out on your own, or was that just a teenage thing? I think it was just being a teenager and wondering what else is out there. (laughs) Are you you a little bit rebellious? Uh, No. (laughs) William, what do you think? No, no, absolutely not. (laughs) No, this would have definitely been a teenager act for her. Okay. Not going against anybody. So, um, so, fa- so life on the island was like, did you ever say, I'm just going to, this is my life. I'm going to stay here on this island forever. No, 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 no. I knew that I wanted to go and see different things. Um, <clears throat> I did end up going to Bible college in Oklahoma city. Okay. And that was very exciting. Um, wow. Alaska, Oklahoma city. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I thought I thought Alaska, Los Angeles was bad, but man, because <laughs> we're from Kansas, so you know, Alaska, Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was very different, and it was. I think for being a small island girl, um, moving to the city, the scariest part I think was driving, mm-hmm. <laughs> changing lanes, and <laughs> that was. But it was very exciting too. It was fun to see new and different things. So what do you like about Oklahoma City? Uh, shopping. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's just right after my heart. She is, isn't she? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was scary when I first got there, because I got there in August, um, oh, it was hot. is, um, so I'm not familiar with tornadoes or any of that kind of sort of weather. And um, when the sky was green, that was, mm. that was kind of scary, mm-hmm. but um but it was interesting. I was used to the rain and because <clears throat> in Southeast Alaska, it rains a lot. And so it was raining. It was storming. And I was outside and I was like, oh, it's just raining. It's, you know, that's what I'm used to. And people are like, you need to get inside. And <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. We can go down. Oh, how come? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of scary. The wind did get pretty strong and shaky, but um we were fine. <laughs> Oklahoma safe. City definitely has its its um, tornadoes. Yeah, it's a main uh-huh. one that it hits a lot. Yep. I did not get to see any tornado, but the weather, the wind was pretty strong. I've seen my share of tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, she'll tell you how close that we did get at home, but that's more of the journey to Texas and her thoughts of a train, but oh, I'll let gosh. her get there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like we said, being from Kansas, we've... We've had our tornadoes, haven't we? And we haven't seen one here. Yes, we did. Wow. Yeah. It was kind of fun to just watch it clear off by. It's, it's better I. here because you can sit in your car on the highway and it won't get you. <laughs> you sit in your car on the highway in Kansas and it'll get you. <laughs> so what was your, what was your, um, so you went to Oklahoma Christian College? Is that what you said? Uh, yeah. Bible College. Bible College. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why Oklahoma? Um, so the church that I was attending, um, I got a scholarship, Okay, you know, they gave us a scholarship to that school and so I thought, why not? Okay. <laughs> was it hard to leave the island? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the island that I grew up on is very small, um, population, maybe about 1500, um, and so I said shopping was really exciting about mm-hmm. Oklahoma City. We didn't, there's like two of everything kind of in, on the island. You have two gas stations, two grocery stores, two hardware stores. Okay. Um, but okay. there just wasn't a whole lot there and I wanted to see more. So it was really easy to leave. <laughs> All right. So did any of your siblings, are you the only one that left or is, did everybody? No, I think most of us. Um, most of us have moved. Yeah. And so. left poor mom and dad. Mom and dad. <laughs> and they probably said, still live on Why the freedom. <laughs> they both still live on the island. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> how often do you go back home? Yeah. Um, I've been back twice in 14 years. She really missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss family. I do miss, you know, when you do live on a small, small island, um, you know everybody, and everybody knows you, and, um, you know, I do miss family and that connection, but. So to, so to tell you a short, quick one on that is when we moved down here to Grangeville, I ran into somebody at the hardware store that's actually related to somebody that's from Wrangell Island, and they know Teresa on that island so well because to this day, they still play her CD. She's known for her singing on this oh, island, wow. and she's sung at many different events, and they're like, Oh, you married uh, Teresa Doak, the one that can sing. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, and everybody knows her from that. So it's really neat. It's a small world when uh-huh. you get to thinking yeah, about I, it. I got to hear you sing once, yeah. finally. Oh, <laughs> and you have a beautiful voice. I, we were having to leave 
but we stayed just to hear you sing, that's and right. then we left. And then we yeah. left. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And that's what one of our shows could be. We could have a show of just singing and let her do the singing right. on our show. That would be a good show. <laughs> yeah, that would. In the world can hear you sing. That would be fun. Yeah. That would yeah, be yeah. really fun. That would be. She's a lot more comfortable singing than she is doing interviews. Talking. Okay. <laughs> well, honey, we know how to get the talking out of you. That's right. Okay. We pull it out of people in our office that, that the wives say, he's not going to talk. And he doesn't shut up. <laughs> she goes, how would you do that? We say, it's God. Yep, absolutely. So don't worry. We can get you talking. <laughs> so you're from Alaska. William is actually from Texas. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. An old Texan. So he's, he's real sociable. He oh, is. yes. We know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how did you two meet? So I was home from college um, on Christmas break, and we met through a mutual friend mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I still remember what she's wearing. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so that begs the question. She was wearing... Dark blue jeans, a red pullover, and uh, like a sweatshirt. Uh, she was standing in front of an arcade there called Jerry's, um, and she was in there getting mozzarella sticks and marinara sauce. Whatever. Wow. Yum. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I yeah. I remember the little things. That's what's I was, important, right? I was at that time. I was hanging out with a friend, and um, yeah, he introduced us. Mm-hmm. He says it was love at first sight. Was it for you? Oh well. <laughs> Um, it was interesting. He, he definitely pursued me. (laughs) Um, and again, growing up on a small Island, um, I was curious what else was out there. Mm -hmm. And he kept telling me, you know, uh, you know, I'm from Texas. And, and at that time I was really, really into like country music. (laughs) And, uh, so I was like, really? Okay. And, um, so he, he was, he promised that we could go and live in Texas and live like the country life that I dreamed about, which was <laughs> what, um, for me, I was thinking, oh, dressing like a country girl and riding horses. And, um, he's like, well, Hey, we can go work on a farm. I'm like, oh, okay, let's go work on a farm. And again, being from Alaska, um, Texas is hot. It is very <laughs> hot. And, yeah. so and the bugs. I was in Texas one time, and I went past a sign that said, don't mess with Texas. And a big bug bit my arm and swelled it up. And I go, they mean what they say. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to go work on, work on a farm or whatever. And so um, we went and picked rocks out of the field. And I was so miserable. It was so hot. And um, and then he's like, okay, well, we let's go haul hay. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, you know. And that was, again, miserable. He was showing me to um, how to get to lift it, you know, use your knee. And, I was, and then the hay was, like, poking through my mm-hmm. pants. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure I really want this country. <laughs> it's not as fun as you thought it was. Yeah, it? It was, it's hard work. It's no, hard yes. work. I took her to sort but, cows and was in there sorting some calves. And I'm telling her what we're going to do. And as I'm explaining this to her, I noticed that she went next to me. She had then climbed the fence because she's worried about these, um, these calves the running calves. her over. Oh, yeah, the calves. Yeah. So, so short, short and calves me. that didn't happen to work out for her either. But oh, I love cows. It would have worked out for me. 
I want to see a baby cow be born. But, uh, yeah, before we go, I'll tell you, when we were heading down to Texas, there's, we stopped at this gas station. Oh, no. <laughs> and when we stopped at this gas station, this guy pulls up in this truck, and I'm telling him what's going on. We're just being social. It's Texas, right? Yeah. So we're sitting there talking, and he says, you guys moving down here? I was like, yeah, I'm from here. And he goes, uh, what is your um, girlfriend doing? So what do you mean? I go over and look. There's a train going by, and Teresa's sitting there just looking at it. Go cart, car, car, car. <laughs> I walked over, and I says, are you okay? She goes, I've never seen a train before. <laughs> She's on an island. There's a train on the island. trains going around. So I always think that's always an interesting, you know, way to perspective that I don't think about. Exactly. You know, just the small little things. You have to go to Kansas. <laughs> Nothing but train, but you know, train, train, train. But at that time, they probably didn't have, even have cabooses at that point. Yeah. Hey, oh, you missed out on the cabooses. They used oh. to have cabooses. Yeah, those were the best part of the train. They were. Yeah, no, oh. it's just another engine now yep, yep. facing the other way. Yeah. Yep. Well, they still got once in a while a caboose booth in Kansas, in Wichita, Kansas. Well, I, when, I still want you to share, though, you had went back to college, mm-hmm. and you decided that he was it. College life was not it. Yeah, right. College was not for me. And um, so I we were staying in in touch. So mm-hmm. I called him and I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go to Texas. And I don't know what I was thinking. So <laughs> naive, like, like the movies, like run away and I don't know, be a waitress. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> and um, so he happened to be um, at dinner with um, his captain. And um, I believe, was it? I was working for a fish uh, captain on a fish boat. And I told him about this young lady that I fell in love with. And I was telling them all about it. And they knew who Teresa Doak was. Mm-hmm. So they bought me a plane ticket that night to chase her, to follow down yeah. and go after her. And so Teresa picked me up at the airport the next day in Oklahoma City. There yeah. you go. Packed up my car and off we went. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a real love story. It does, doesn't it? And, and you all said that. That next Friday is your anniversary. It is. 16 years 16 married. 16 years. 16, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is a love story. What did your parents think when you said, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm marrying this guy? Um, I think my mom knew. Well, so leaving the school and heading to college and then having to call home and say, hey, I'm, I'm not, not at school anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think my mom just knew that I wasn't, didn't really want to stay on the island. I wanted mm-hmm. something more different. And uh, so she was like, I knew it. I knew you weren't going to come back. And um, uh, my dad, I don't, I'm not quite sure how he felt. So I called her dad six months afterwards. Yeah. And then I asked him if I could marry her. And he said, uh, at first I asked him, I said, do you own a gun? And he says, yeah, and I'm a pretty good shot too. That's what his <laughs> yeah. words were. I asked him if I could marry her. And he's like, no. No. And then he gave me the father-son talk, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> You know, right. don't get cold feet. This is what I expect. Yeah. And but it was a really good conversation. You're going to do what you're going to do. <laughs> okay. Well, after break, we'll get back to talking about William and Teresa and give you some more really interesting stuff about them. So we're going to take a break right now. Thank you. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. 
The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. Find it today. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4 verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Well, hello, everybody. We are back from break. And before we went on break, we were talking about William and Teresa and how they met and all the challenges they had in their life. And it was pretty interesting about Teresa and when she met William. Mm-hmm. And it's really a good story and so now we want to go on from there and Teresa was saying that uh she was in college and then she they went and told her she went and told her mother that she was quitting college and then William asked her dad for his her hand in marriage and he said nope no <laughs> they gave him the story so won't you go on from there yep then after that he said he did say yes and we we had a good talk and then we were down in Texas for for a year and a half. So that was in 2002 that we moved down there. Then to 2001, 2002. Oh, it was 2002. And then we got married in December of 2003. So mm-hmm. we went back to Alaska in that time in 2003 to get married. So that kind of goes that way. And then we can kind of move forward and we had our daughter destiny well wait a minute you got married in alaska mm-hmm. we did yeah what kind of wedding did you it have? was my day so we had to go back to my family yeah. <laughs> um so it was um winter and it was in alaska but we had it we had the wedding in a hall um and we had a um pastor from the salvation army mm-hmm. um lead the service and um Oh my goodness. I didn't bring, like I, I did buy some decorations from down in Texas, but I didn't bring a whole lot of decorations. And um, my best friend, Geminise from high school and one of her good friends, um, Kirsten, they actually went, they went to the high school and they got old prom decorations to finish decorating out our wedding. And our colors were, um, purple and yellow uh, purple being one of my favorite colors and yellow being one of my mom's favorite colors and uh oh my gosh it was just so sweet it it was it was very simple um she wasn't late at all <laughs> <laughs> well but carrie had to bring her in you know oh yeah i was late i was late how well, much half an hour oh my goodness 
I was getting ready. I was still getting ready. <laughs> and then we, so we were, so we had to go through this kitchen to get to, to enter into the hall where every, all the guests were. And um, somebody was gesturing like with their hands, moving their hands forward. And I'm like, what are they doing? What are they doing? My veil wasn't down. So my dad's like trying to fuss with it and try to get it down. And we finally got it down and, yeah, so that was kind of <laughs> that funny. Was a good wedding, <laughs> weddings that have bloopers in it. Are oh, the best yes. weddings there ever was. That's not My even niece. half of them. So we had the fan going on that was oh. kicking on the unit for oh, the wow. heater, the big loud out. fan. And then uh, Teresa's niece oh, was coming up and tugging girl? up, which was our fire girl. Yeah, was tugging on. I might Teresa. should come up to the front like tugging on my dress. And she would call me <laughs> Uncle Willie. Yeah, and so she was doing that. So. It was a very, very good wedding, so definitely oh, memories yeah. made and lots of friends and family there. Yeah. And I had to go around <laughs> because I didn't have any family able to make it up there. So Aww. on uh, the week that we went up there to get people for the wedding, she had her bridesmaids picked out. I knew my future brother-in-law was going to be one because I figured that's the mm-hmm. best thing to do. I better ask right. him. You know, <laughs> Even though I barely knew him, I'm yeah. like, I better ask him. For the other ones, I kind of scrambled around town. I found the guy that introduced us. Oh, and I, I found a guy that I also met that ended up helping me on a few jobs here and there when I was on a boat um, for him to come down and mm-hmm. be the other groomsman. So yeah. so that way everybody would have somebody. And so that, it, it fell apart. It fell right all together, just perfectly. Guy kind of had that control too. Mm-hmm. So it worked out really great. And we must have done something right or, or something because we're still here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, you guys look like a good couple, so yeah. God you. probably picked you guys to put you together <laughs> the way he did. You know, God created yeah. man, and then he cre- thought he could do one better, and he created woman. That's right. <laughs> right. I don't hear what ladies I heard a pastor say that one day, and he said, I got to minister to the sisters. You know? <laughs> there, so there you go. go. All right. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to fast forward Yeah. because we want to, um, to fast forward to the day. Um, well, first I want to find out, how did you go from – boat guy doing stuff with the boat and be- to becoming a cop. Okay. Well, the 22nd version, so we can get up to the stories. Right. <laughs> um, after I was out of high school, I hitchhiked all over the United States. I ended up in Alaska, started working fishing boats. And that's what I was doing when I met Teresa. I grew up working cattle in Texas when we were down there. And then we moved from uh, Alaska to Idaho. I got put into a couple of different fields. I came down to work on a big ski resort that was coming in here and they ended up going bankrupt. So I found myself looking for work again. I started building logging roads. I injured my ankle, which caused me not to be able to work. So I was getting operated on it while I was doing that. I went back to college again. When I went back to college, I was working at a mall as a security guard and worked closely with law enforcement. I never even thought about getting into law enforcement until then. I changed my major a couple of times and it ended up being in the criminal justice, applied at a sheriff's department, and there were 75 people that showed up for two positions. And I, I got one of them. So oh, that's wow. kind of how we got into, or I got into the law enforcement career from mm-hmm. there. And a little girl from Washington, or from uh, Alaska, Alaska, Alaska. <laughs> moving to Oklahoma, and now came to Idaho, yeah. Grangeville, <laughs> Idaho. Which one do you like the best? Out of great, out of between Alaska, Texas. Oklahoma, and now Grangeville, <laughs> Idaho. I love Idaho. I think it's uh, mine and William's happy medium. He loves Alaska, and I did enjoy Texas. And um, it's our happy medium. Mm-hmm. We get all the seasons yeah. here. You get warm summers. You get 
snow-filled <laughs> winters. And Where so, do you guys live here in Idaho? Do you live in Grangeville? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I like Idaho because I like being on a mountain. <laughs> I couldn't live we're in definitely going to fast forward because we want to get the, um, we're, we're at halfway mark. Mm. And um, what, so on, what was the day that you found out? Because there was, William was um, accused of having sexual contact with an inmate. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us what your initial response was when you heard that. Uh, how did you hear it? So, um, one of his coworkers, I can't remember who, came to the door at the house and actually um, asked William not to come into work. And then, so William told me what was going on, what what he was accused of, and I not believe it for one minute. Absolutely not. If you know my husband, you would know that this is definitely something that. He, it's just not in him. It's not in him. Yeah, at all. Um, and during the whole time, uh, I just thought the truth will come out. You know, that we'll be okay. The truth will come out. And it was, um, so I didn't actually get to sit in the courtroom during the time because his attorney thought that they might use me as a character witness, um, which did not happen. But I sat out in the hallway every day um, during court and something. How hard was that? Uh, it was kind of hard because I didn't really get to know what was going on other than what, you know, when William would come out and share with me, oh, this, you know, so-and-so was up there and this is what they said or whatever. Um, but I, there was a female inmate um, that was coming to speak on William's behalf and um she she met me in the hallway. I think she was out or she wasn't in jail anymore. Um, but she came up to me and she was so furious. She was so mad that this other woman would accuse him of of this. And she was <laughs> she was so mad. She had some choice words and but she she seemed like she was ready to um wanted to beat this lady up Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, um, she, she's kind of scared me, but I was also, it (laughs) it was, it was nice because she would, she was like, he's such a good officer and he treats us like people. And, um, and I know, I know that that's in his character, you know? Um, I know he would, sometimes it was hard for me to look at it that way. I'm like, Oh, these people made bad choices and they're, they are where they need to be. And, um, he, he would just, he would be like, I don't, I don't look at their crime. You know, I, I try really hard not to look at their crime and that I would just want to look at them as people and treat mm-hmm. them as people. And uh, so she just felt like um, she really appreciated him as an officer or a deputy. Um, but so it, I don't know, it was just really hard day after day, waiting and waiting. And I can't remember, it was a week. It was a little over a week. We, we, we were in for eight days. It was so minus the weekend. So how do you, when you saw his, um, when you saw the person that accused him, what was your feelings when you saw her? Because you had to see her every day, didn't you? As she came into the courtroom. Yeah, I'd, I'd, sometimes I'd see, yeah, I'd see her walk by and um, I was frustrated. I was, I was upset that she would do this. Um, I wasn't sure what her goal was, why she would want to do this to somebody yeah, I was mad. I was very mad. <laughs> well, remember what my lawyer, when he asked you, 
what you said. That was kind of a funny moment that we should share. So we're inside the lawyer in the chambers, and he was talking oh. to her. And he goes, how do you know that he didn't do this? And she went through some other details, some other stuff that we don't need to get into. But Teresa said, uh, look at me. I just said, well. You know, okay. I mean, just, just look at me. Why? I mean, when you exactly, you, you know, and I was like, oh, and that might be very well to write that home. You yeah. just need to go searching elsewhere. You know. So, so that was a good moment. And you are a pretty lady. Oh, so thank yeah, you. Yeah. So, and and anybody can talk to him and listen to him and know he how much he's in love with you. Yeah. So why would he go seek elsewhere? Yeah. Yeah. For less than five minutes. Yeah, less than five minutes. <laughs> than five minutes. Yeah. So the lady that she was talking about there, just to give y'all a heads up, was actually one that the the person that accused me was trying to get her to be on her side. Uh, so oh. she was actually going to be testifying at first, was going to be testifying when they first subpoenaed her on behalf of the, the alleged victim. Mm-hmm. So, but then it ended up not going that way once the questioning started on the stand. They didn't even know that. Ooh. So. So yeah, surprise! Yeah, mm-hmm. surprise! Surprise! <laughs> it was, it was, it was a blessing going through it. Uh, I mean, I have to be honest; it was humbling. But yeah, go ahead, babe. So yeah. So anyway, and you had how old was your daughter when you guys were going through this? Eleven. Mm-hmm. She, she was, was eleven old. years old. So she was old enough to kind of understand what was going on. Dad was in trouble. You went to court every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was still in, still going to school, and I I wasn't really sharing with her. Um, what was going on, but she was, she shared with us later that, um, that there were kids at school saying, did your dad really do this? And, and looking back now, I wish that I would have prepared her better because I just wasn't really, t- I didn't want her to see her dad in that, in that light. Well, we want her to come to our office because yeah. we want to visit with her. Yeah, we, she, she had to be dealing with something. She, she did really good. She knew the truth. Uh, we told her what was going on, just left out details, yeah. Yeah. of course, for 11 right. year old. The way, we, know the way we explained it is that this lady um, says, said that her and dad had a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship mm-hmm. is, is the way we tried to explain it to her. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and she got a lot of you guys. I mean, she got a lot of uh, heat from the school. I mean, it was a small community, and there's a lot of stuff that I talked about on my show that I feel that was contributing to that community. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Destiny is yeah. going to school. That was pretty tough for her too. So, well, you know, children are mean. Mm-hmm. Other children, be. Yep. and no matter what school she goes to, she mm-hmm. would have been treated mean by right. kids. Oh, it no. goes on everywhere. So bullying. So how did you handle that one? When she came home and would say something, did you just? Uh, she didn't really share until way later. Way later. Yeah, mm-hmm. way later. I think she kind of just held it in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you went there. So you got to come home every night. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, you guys kind of debriefed every night. I never spent a um, a night until after the guilty verdict. Okay. And then, I mean, not after the verdict, and after the sentencing. Sense. Yeah, so that's when they carted me off. Yeah, well, when we, so we, uh, the part that I did get to go into was the, the to hear the verdict. No, oh, I got to hear, verdict, I yep. did get to hear the verdict. And um, was it three or four accounts? There was the five accounts, oh, that five. Is, uh, sexual contact with the inmate, one count of destruction of evidence. And it was not guilty, not guilty, not yeah, guilty. Yeah, and not I guilty, just guilty. kept thinking, oh, thank, thank mm-hmm. you, Lord, like, 
you know, all of them, all of them, all like four of them were not guilty. And then the last one came in guilty and I, my heart just sunk. And I was like, what, wait, what did I just hear? Did I just, did I hear that right? And so guilty on the con- sexual contact. On that one spot that was five minutes off the camera. Exactly. So okay. the other ones got disproved. There was just right. a kitten. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so my, how I thought, how in the world could they think that she lied about this, but not about anything? The other. So how, um, or did you have support there when, when you went in for, to hear the verdict or was it just you? Yes. So there was, um, we had friends from our church oh, okay. um, that were there. That was great. And there was one gal, um, her name's Tina and I didn't really have a close relationship with her, but I, um, but I knew her from the church and, uh, she was just so comforting because when I did finally hear here and then they, they took him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they took back to, to the jail and, um, I lost it. Well, first of all, the, his attorney did tell us, you know, we're going to go to break. Oh, we're going to go to break. We're going to go to break and then we'll pick it up when we come back. Thank you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Hi, we're back from break, and, and Teresa and William were just sharing as um, the verdict came down, and um, William was, I'm assuming, handcuffed, or did they just take you out? They took me out, and then they handcuffed And then they handcuffed me. you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're such a hardened criminal, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we went straight from there um, from my side. I went straight from the courthouse to the jail, straight to the prison. They gave me a special ride that day. Wow. Yeah, so, yep. Mm. So, Teresa, how was that? Um, yeah. So, when, I, when the verdict came in and the attorney, 
before the verdict came in, the attorney told me or told us, try not to have a reaction either way, <laughs> either way. And so um, it was really hard. And I was just standing and they, so William and his attorney and whoever, they left the courtroom. Were and, you able to tell him goodbye? Yes. Yes, I, yep, I got to give him a hug. And give it to her there. Yeah, and I got to take his things. and um, So I was trying really hard to just have a straight face and not have a reaction. And, um, oh, I had, I did have family, family. My aunt and uncle were there on my dad's side, my dad's sister. Um, my aunt and uncle were there and then friends from the church. Um, anyways, oh, sorry. My aunt That's and uncle fine. were not in town yet. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um, so one of the ladies from our church, she went ahead and took destiny to her house and to play with her children. And I was in the courtroom and I'm like, I have to, I have to, I have to go, I have to get out of this room right now. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the room where the, um, where the attorney, attorney would visit with us, a private room. And I don't, I've never felt like that before. I just started, I lost it. I mm -hmm. felt like I couldn't breathe. I was crying, sobbing okay. so much. And that lady from our church that I mentioned before, mm -hmm. Tina, that I didn't really have a close relationship with, um, she just held me. Mm -hmm. And it was so sweet. And um, she brought me home. You know, mm -hmm. they, every, it, the church was just wonderful in supporting me. And and uh, in that time, that was really hard. Oh, man. I can't even imagine. Talk about helpless. <laughs> yeah. It was scary because I didn't know what we were going to do from, from that point on, you know. So, anyways, we did. William got his sentence. And um, that was weird listening, too, because they, they break it up in numbers. And so I was like, what, does he have two years? Does he have three years? What are, what are they saying? And um, Did they bring you back? Yes, so they gave him about 30 days from the right. uh, the verdict coming into sentencing. Mm -hmm. And they sent me off to get my PSI. And right. then once I came back, they gave me all the opportunity. Okay, stop. PSI is pre-sentencing inventory to see. Investigation. Pre-investigation inventory. Uh, pre-sentencing investigation. To, to see right. what kind of Level. sentence to give you. Um, I scored very low, but because I wouldn't admit that right. she recommended prison. Right. Then when they brought me back into the judge again, they gave me the opportunity to admit right. several times right there. And when I wouldn't admit, they handed down the, the sentence right. of two plus three. Right. So that means two fixed. Three years indeterminate means so you should get out in two years if everything goes right. Right. But yeah, so that was that was really tough. So then, how did Teresa. you feel that he wouldn't, that he would not say I didn't? I, what, how did you feel that the fact is that he could have just said I did this and he could go home with you that day? Um, we we talked about it a lot, um, and I told him I said I want you know I want you to to say the truth. You know I did understand that. Um, you know, if it didn't come back, that there was possibility of him going to prison. I didn't think it would actually happen. I was really hoping the truth would come out. But um, tell him about the phone call when you were at the school. They gave me one more chance at the in front. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they they were giving him deals, and I said no. I said I want I want you to tell the truth. So and I he called. Was like, her. Are you sure? Yeah. You know. And they offered me right there one more time, uh, right before we went into the courtroom says, if you admit right now, we'll just give you probation and give you an assault charge. And they said that offers off as soon as we close this door. I called Teresa. She was at school working, you know, and I asked her. And our pastor was there, and I seek counsel. And he says, well, I can tell you what's right, but I can't tell you what to do mm -hmm. in this moment. And Teresa says, you know, basically, we need to stand up for the word of God and 
and I went right back in yeah. that real courtroom and I didn't take that, that last deal. And that was the last opportunity for deals before, before the sentencing. And I bet that was harder than anything. That wasn't as bad as coming back for the rule 35 after I've been in prison for a little bit. And they told me they'd let me go home right then. If I had admit after I've been in prison for about three months, I was going to do it there for a little bit, but uh, yeah. So I talked to Teresa before I went again and we just kept standing on the word of God mm-hmm. and, kept doing it so that was the hard one because they kept dangling the family in front of you mm-hmm. you know and it's just it's torture mm-hmm. you know in a sense but, yeah. yeah so down deep inside how did you feel each time they kind of like dangled the carrots i just i always just wanted him to tell the truth every okay. time um yeah <laughs> because the bible says the truth will set you free mm-hmm. and you'll be free indeed so how was the first visit Mm-hmm. We've been through that. How was the first visit? Oh. So you went to Orfino, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Finally, he landed in Orfino. <laughs> we yeah. went to a diff- couple of different places. So we came, Destiny and I, um, we came up to visit him. And um, my my aunt and uncle were staying in, or visiting Kamei for the summer. And so Destiny's paperwork hadn't gone through yet. Oh. So I went up, or I I was checking, like I called, I didn't know what I was doing. So I just called and said, can we come? They're like, yeah, your paperwork's fine, but Destiny's not. And I'm like, right. oh no. So my, as I, okay, I'll figure it out when I get there. At least I, my, my paper's approved. Right. So I, my daughter stayed um, with my aunt and uncle and I got there. And um, when I pulled up to the jail, it was crazy. Like in the movies, like there was the wire around the top of the fence and Wow, this is real. Is you the know? Prison, or the prison, yeah. sorry. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> Big difference. difference. <laughs> um, and yeah. And I just like read the rules over and over again, like what you can wear and what you mm-hmm. can yeah. have with you or not have mm-hmm. with you. And um, so I went in and you know, I get my card and mm-hmm. I had to have his number memorized. That right. scared me. I was afraid that I'd forget his number because you have to fill out mm-hmm. you know who yeah. you are who you're visiting right. the number of what the person unit. you're visiting mm-hmm. and um yeah so it was it was good to see him it had been it had been a while I think I'm over a month yeah just over yeah. a month I think mm-hmm. um and it was so good but it was weird because they're because they're the rules like hugging right. you know just a small kiss and right. it was just like, really this is my husband like I can't Right. You know, embrace him for however long I want to. Right. <laughs> um, and then, so the visit, you know, we had a good visit. And- but then what she's saying is that day, their staff, let me tell you all about the prison staff there. It's just, it's remarkable, led by a very good person. And the staff, Teresa, wanted Destiny to come in the next day. There's a lieutenant there mm-hmm. that looked into it right at that moment and got Destiny approved. Just so wow. the very next visit, Destiny could come in and see and see me so yeah you know just talking about that it's just you know something that god just kind of held this whole time you know Mm -hmm. so it was and let me tell you guys what god's done for to me to Teresa is just watching her grow just watching her grow in this and now what she's able to do and stand on faith and and part of the worship team and and starting mm-hmm. Beautiful Believers this month, a, a thing here at the church that I'm just um, blessed to have a godly woman yeah. next to my side. And I know it's tough, and we only have minutes here, but there's so many God stories. And we I said mm-hmm. this on the last show, if there's anybody that ever reaches out and wants to know anything, we're completely transparent. They can ask yep. any questions. We can spend time with them, spend time with you guys or anything like that. And our daughter, Destiny, that's another shout-out I like to do. You know, such a strong 
godly girl that's been able to take this and be able to move forward in the stuff she does here at the church. So God has definitely blessed me, but you know, I, so I thank God every day. So Teresa, what would you say to a woman in your same position? Oh man. Um, trust in the Lord. That was huge for me. Um, I shared with one of the ladies groups that I was with is I said, ladies, this might sound kind of funny, but I said right now, like the Lord is my husband. You know, I yep. go to him for everything because yep. um, I do my best. You know, we've got to have conversations, you know, on the phone and I still include him in, in family decisions. And but it wasn't like I could just pick up the phone and call exactly. him at any time. And so just lean on the Lord and prayer and um, know that he will he will get you through it and he will provide. We have to just tell the quick story of what the state. Here's what's really hard for families is the state assumes that we're, we're getting a divorce. Oh, they wow. served mm-hmm. me with child support papers yep. uh, because she felt filed to get help from the state. So they had a sheriff's deputy show up at the jail, I mean at the prison, and uh, serve me with child support papers. Now, I had no doubt in my mind that my wife wasn't leaving me. <laughs> you know, I, uh-huh. I have a no very way. special relationship with God and my wife. Wow. But how many guys go through this, mm-hmm. you know, and even if they did make a mistake, you know, that's what prisons there's for people to rehabilitate that's one of the things well, about that's prisons. what it's supposed to be there for that's mm-hmm. supposed to be is a deterrence rehabilitation and and to become you know productive members of society and to get child support papers and you can't reach somebody on the phone at that moment for whatever could be the reason i saw a lot of guys get panicked about that but i called Teresa. i said so when you when did you tell me you're leaving me you know, just a joke. She's like, what are you talking about? I said, I got child support. They had an album planned out for how much I'd have to pay. Oh, wow. So that's what the state just automatically did. But. Yeah, and, and the one thing I want to tell people out there, you know, if, if your husband has got put in jail for something that he's done or something that he's been accused of that he didn't do, don't, don't get angry with him and blame him. Don't, even if he did do it, don't get angry with him. Try to stick with him because mm-hmm. people can be rehabilitated. Debilitated. That's a hard word for me. And if you're a Christian, God expects you to forgive 70 times 7 and to love a person through their hard times because love's the answer for everything. Yes. And, you know, you got to think about it. We've made mistakes, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We may not be put in prison for our mistakes, but by golly, God forgave us. He forgave us more than we've ever forgiven somebody else. That's right. He forgave us enough to die on the cross for That's us. Right. What are you willing to do to forgive somebody else? That's right. We're, we all have a death sentence. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we do. We all have a death sentence. Well, Teresa and William, thank mm-hmm. you again for being our guest today. Oh, no, we, we love it. Thank you for blessing us. And I appreciate the fact that you didn't really know whether he was telling the truth or not, <laughs> and you stuck so, with him. That's right. That's an awesome one. Mm-hmm. Thank you, listeners. And we will meet with you again next Friday, the 13th, and talk about superstition versus Christianity. Christianity. Talk with We're you next week. We're going to have a boxing match. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay. We'll talk with you next week, listeners. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Abadaddy Girls Speak Out next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend.